Might have to pour a drink to this one, B. It's hidden. Oh, yeah. It is a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday. There is nobody better to celebrate Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday than our guy, PFT Commenter. PFT. Uh, welcome, PFT, in now on the BetQL guest line. PFT, where are you? We're in Scottsdale. I don't think I've seen you, you all week. I have been running around all over Phoenix this weekend, or this week, I guess. It feels like it's Sunday already to me. Um, it's been, it, dude, it's I'm, been a while. Dude, I'm going home tonight, and I cannot wait to go home. <laughs> you are a lucky man. I, I still have to stay until Monday. So uh, it's going to be. Oh, really? You wow. know what? I'm, look, I'm, looking to, I'm looking forward to maybe starting to taper off the work and start to taper on the fun about uh, 1 p.m. Saturday. That's, I think we're going to try to make it over to the Phoenix Open. Try to get to the 16th green. I, I hear it's a complete disaster in terms of how we crazy went yesterday. We went yesterday. It was cool. Yeah, you guys have any tips for me? Is it, it, I, don't, I don't like crowds. Is this a good place for me to go? Well, if you don't no. like crowds, you go into the wrong open. <laughs> it's, it's crowded, <laughs> It's man. crowded, homie. <laughs> it's wild. It is. So, I'm sure you've ter- been to a golf tournament. It is the opposite vibe of any golf tournament I've ever been to. Well, I, I might have to stop by. It's, it's been fun this week. Um, I've been going out and about in Scottsdale. There are a lot of really fancy clubs here. I've been like Grandpa Simpson at like nine places, just walking into a place, <laughs> seeing the vibe, and turning around and walking immediately right out the door. Uh, it's a young man's game. That's what I've learned about Scottsdale, Arizona. But it's, it's, been, it's been a wild week. We've got, I think, two more interviews today. Um, Taylor Heineke came by yesterday, so that was kind of fun. Uh, oh, awesome. Catch with him kind of checked in on him where what he's thinking for next year and uh yeah it was good to finally meet him in person because we haven't we haven't gotten the, the chance to sit down together yet but it's been um man it's been a wild week man i am i am you can probably hear it in my voice i probably needed a few of those scotty's bloody marys this morning <laughs> <laughs> have you you've been on radio row PFT? no no we're, we're banned from radio row so the nfl oh. has uh <laughs> The NFL has wanted posters up with our faces on it. We went out to the Eagles facility. <laughs> I remember on, you saying uh, that. We went to the Eagles facility, I think it was Tuesday. I don't know, all these days are the same. I'm pretty sure it was Tuesday. And uh, we interviewed Lane Johnson. He's on to this part of my take. And after the interview was over, Eagles PR came up to us and they're like, hey, just so you guys know, NFL security is looking for you guys. Apparently, NFL security saw us go into the hotel. They're spying on us. Like, they've got some sort of Chinese balloon that's following us around. They contacted NFL PR. <laughs> NFL PR contacted the Eagles PR to see what we were doing there. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're following us around. And it's actually like, – I like it. It's kind of cool that we're still the bad boys in the NFL's eyes because the more they put us in that position, the cooler we end up looking. So uh, they're right. turning us into yeah. underdogs, which, they make I, which I really look like. silly. It's also still fun to just sneak into places. So, um, so I'm very happy that Goodell still has the axe to grind with us. Even though he denies 100% that he knows who we are at all, he still continues to put they up pictures. I don't know who they are, but you have people following them. Dude, is that – I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm in AWL. I'm, I, I listen to the Pardon My Take podcast. It's my favorite thing to do. I listen to Pardon My Take and SV Pod, and that's kind of the media I consume, a little bit of Rosillo. You and Big Cat, like, is this all about Dave, that the NFL is out to get you guys? Like, because you and Big Cat, honestly, 
promote the league like crazy. You have the world's biggest sports podcast, <laughs> and all you do is talk about football. Like, what are they mad yeah. about? It's funny. It's like we're in an abusive relationship with the NFL. We're, we're going to keep loving you, <laughs> NFL. No matter no matter what you do to us, like we're you're not getting rid of us. But with with Dave, it's uh, I think it's a little bit personal with Dave. So Dave has said some stuff about Roger Goodell that I don't know. Some people might might take offense to. You might not be for you. Might you might enjoy it, but uh, Dave has had his fair share of disputes with Goodell going back to the Flategate. I think Dave and was Dave Hank. Gaz and fights all got arrested oh, at the NFL headquarters yeah. to protest <laughs> to protest about that. Brady. Didn't they like uh, chain themselves to the? Yeah, yeah. What, they they, they chain themselves, themselves to a. In the hotel lobby, they lock, they they handcuffed themselves to I think it was a desk or maybe a door, and so they got arrested there and they were <laughs> held in jail for like twenty four hours. They got out and I don't think they pressed charges, but Dave also sold like I don't know forty thousand. Uh, Roger Goodell clown T-shirts outside Foxborough Stadium when Goodell was going to uh, to open up the season there while Brady was suspended, and so everybody in the stands they were either wearing Goodell clown T-shirts or they were waving Goodell as a clown towels right in his face. So he probably didn't appreciate that. Might that might be personal. It might. It's, it's definitely personal. But, but he got to have tougher skin. If he has that position, he has to have tougher skin. That's basically his entire job is to have tough skin and to not let anything yeah. get to him because he he is a punching bag for the owners. That's kind of what he does. So um, I don't know why he hates us. It might be because, well, I have snuck into media day like three times, and I did get <laughs> – Did you go <laughs> Monday? Were you able to get in? I, no, I, I, I didn't have a chance to get it out there. But I, I think it was Atlanta, back at the Super Bowl in Atlanta, when I snuck in and uh, I, I actually did get detained at the Atlanta media day and they put me into an interrogation room and an FBI agent came in and started questioning me. And I felt it was like the most surreal moment of my life. Like this dude in an FBI windbreaker is asking me what I was planning on doing at media day. And I was like, I was honestly just going to ask stupid questions, man. That's it. That's, that's, that's all I was trying to do. <laughs> and he had, he had no idea what I was talking about. He's like, wait, wait, I don't understand. Like you just want to go in there and ask dumb questions. So it's like, yeah, pretty much that's my job. So uh, it was that was a, that was a strange <laughs> moment. So Goodell has his reasons, I guess, to hate us. But it would be so much smarter from his business perspective if he if he really didn't like us, stop giving us all the street cred by being like these are the bad boys, the NFL, you know. But if he's going to keep right. doing it, yeah. I'll keep taking it. I uh, I remember seeing you. At that Atlanta Super Bowl at, at media night, and there was just like a throng. I, I mean, here's what the NFL has created, and what you guys have created too. Like you deserve the credit for it. There were more people. That was um, that was Rams Patriots. Yeah. That was McVay's first Super Bowl, right? That they, they yep. lost, and there were more people following PFT around at media night than there were paying attention to Sean McVay. Like, I remember watching it, and I'm yeah, like, oh, said, what's up? And then he has this, like, army of people just following him around. I'm like, jeez, what a world. Um, I mean, I was, I was asking some pretty hard-hitting questions there, JP. I think I asked Todd Gurley how come he hasn't gotten a cat yet, even though he told somebody that he was going to be getting a cat, like, three years ago. I really dug in on him on that. We had about four-minute conversation about why he's lying to the American people about potentially getting a cat. So uh, you can see why NFL <laughs> security, their antennas were on high alert for that. 
Dude, do you ever watch uh, Parks and Rec? Yeah. You know Chris Pratt's character when he likes to pretend to be an FBI agent? I feel like that's the guy that interrogated you in the Atlanta Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, there's a good good chance that he just wanted to take a break from work, and so he's like, all right, I'm just going to sit in this room and and do with this guy who's very clearly not a threat. So I – I don't. I don't begrudge the FBI for that one, uh, but it was, man. It it did sound pretty cool when they I got out there. They definitely have a file like, on you, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool to get out of there and be like, yeah, I got questioned by the FBI. No big deal. <laughs> um, we're talking with <laughs> PFT commenter Barstool Sports and the world famous Pardon My Take podcast. Um, I want to switch to talking about the game and what you think is going to happen. But before I do that, have you been to Coach House? tavern yet because i found the dive bar for you this that, it's where you need to be so i uh, yes i ended up going there the other night i that's where uh it was me Big how Cat. great is that uh, place it, it was everything that you're saying that it is and more it's a great dive bar we watched lebron break the record there and uh Rusillo was crying on the table he was weeping he was it was uh, <laughs> a strange place to see a grown man cry but it was uh yeah great place cheap beer Classic dive, so yeah, we we had a blast there. Uh, That's crazy. I, I've been there the last two nights. I almost got thrown out last night, but I was able to kind of talk my way out of it. And uh, sadly, maybe I'll go back before I leave. Um, let's talk. You get l- thrown out the third time. Let's talk a little bit of football. <laughs> it is Super Bowl week. Um, PFT. I just we just had a, a, a Chiefs reporter on. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked him. Who's the healthiest quarterback in this game on Sunday? Ooh, that's good. Probably Gardner Minshew. I'll, I'll go with the – Who's the healthiest quarterback that we expect to see play? <laughs> right, okay. Um, I think it's Jalen Hurts, but um, there's something weird about Patrick Mahomes where when he gets hurt, he just, like, immediately reco- recovers. He's still got that, like – that ability his body's like gumby he's like super flexible when he plays quarterback he gets into you know weird positions with his arms with his legs too when he's running he's a little bit knock kneed so like his his knees point in towards each other but he's got this like natural flexibility and uh natural recovery that i've seen like quite a few times out of Mahomes. there's been a few injuries that he's had over the course of his career where he just recovers like a freak so i th- i think it's jalen hurts mm-hmm. but i'm probably going to be wrong about that and also i think that you know, if, if Patrick Mahomes is at 75%, he's still probably, like, the second-best quarterback in the NFL. Maybe the third-best quarterback in the NFL. Right. <laughs> so so I, I don't know that yeah. the injury is going to have that much to do with it unless, unless he starts to get heated up by the, uh, the Eagles' defensive line. If they hit him a couple times and bang up his, uh, his ankle a little bit, it could – I mean, Beamish, you've had sprained ankles before – you know that once you sprain it, yeah. it's ten times easier to sprain it the second time, third time, fourth time. So they they could mm-hmm. maybe re-injure it a little bit. And it looked like in the uh, AFC Championship game, he tweaked it at some point and started to hop around. But I, I'm not going to yep. bet against Mahomes' ankle being okay. What I'm what I've figured out this week is, you look through the list of the different rooms that they have, and by that I mean like the wide receiver room, tight end room. Uh, offensive line room, defensive line room. The Eagles have a dominant gauntlet of rooms against the Chiefs. The only rooms that are better on the Chiefs, quarterback room, tight end room. And that's pretty much it. 
And uh, you could make the argument maybe Andy Reid, you know, as, as a head coach, they have a, a little bit of a a little bit of an advantage there. But I, I feel like this is the Eagles. I, I think that they're a complete team. Their lines are just so good, offensive and defensive. I'm going to have hard, a hard time totally. picking against teams that are built from the inside out like that. So I do. If I'm a betting man, which I am, and I did, uh, I, I put a, the biggest bet of my life <laughs> on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl straight up. Wow. Does that wow. does that hurt you a little bit as a lifelong Redskins, Commanders, Burgundy and Gold fan? No, I'm supporting my guy B Mitch as as a former Eagle. I'm just uh, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to support the <laughs> NFC beast, man. It's 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 the, the divisional pride. Now, I don't think I could ever do that with the Cowboys. I w- I will never root for the Dallas Cowboys to win the single game. Um, but with, with the Eagles, I know a lot of Eagles fans. They're funny. They're they're kind of scumbags, but in like a really good way. Sometimes I like Eagles fans, so I'm I'm able to to put those aside. And this is a business decision. And also, so Big Cat put down that eight thousand dollar bet at the start of the year before the year even began on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, and he's going to win one hundred ninety two thousand dollars if the Eagles win. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. So I think it was a twenty. Wow. The odds were. I want to say the odds were plus twenty one hundred before the season started. Big Cat put eight thousand dollars on he the put Eagles. Eight G's on it. Wow. Eight thousand wow. dollars because he's he's a a Bears fan and he knew that the Bears were going to stink this year. So he was like, I want something to root for. He picked the Eagles. Turns out, great call on his part. He's going to win one hundred ninety two thousand dollars straight up at the end of the night. If wow, the Eagles we got to cheer for Big Cat, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll cheer. I mean, we got to cheer for Big Cat. <laughs> oh, damn, that's dude. What I, that's what I'm saying. Like last I, year, I thought I it was can't. cool. I I made twenty four hundred bucks on the Rams. One hundred ninety two thousand dollars, Brian. Yeah, he's, wow. he's going to get a house, basically a house, if if they win this game. And yeah, like I, I can't. He wins a condo. There's no way I can root against him. I can't bet. Yeah, I can't man. bet against. I can't bet on the Chiefs, even if I thought the Chiefs were going to win. And I'm not completely sold just because, like. All those things I said about the Eagles being better from the inside out is totally true. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs, they have Patrick Mahomes, and nothing that he could do would ever surprise me. So, uh, But I, I, I can't be a bad friend. I put my money on the, on the Eagles to win because I can't, I can't be rooting against a man to win $200,000. You know? so, yeah, for uh, sure, that's dude. Kind of I'm rooting for right him now. now. Hell. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I, th- there is a question I wanted to ask you. We're talking with our friend PFT Commenter from Barstool Sports, the Pardon My Take podcast. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at PFT Commenter. I feel like you are, you know, in like court, when, when you have a big trial going on and they bring in an expert witness to talk about the situation mm-hmm. and it's like a college professor or whatever. Yeah. I feel like PFT is the exact expert witness we need for this question. PFT. Is Nick Sirianni a tool? <laughs> that's a, that's a great question. I feel like I do feel like I'm the uh, what, what's your name Mona Lisa whatever it is from my cousin Vinny. I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> you bring me in to talk about the tire treads on this tool. Yeah, I, right. I think if I you think start talking about your biological clock, it's going to get weird. <laughs> I I don't think he's a tool, JP. I think I think he's a dork. So the, a big difference. A, a tool, I think, is like a little bit malicious. A dork is just, you know, kind of a nerd that tries real hard. So I think Nick Sirianni is an absolute dork. 
but his team likes him, and as long as he keeps winning, I mean, he's a, he's a pretty decent head coach, so um, he can get away with a lot of this corny stuff that he does. When we were talking to Lane Johnson about him, we, we asked him what the team response is because if the second the Eagles start losing, we're going to be probably pretty mean to Nick Sirianni because he's, he's given these uh, pregame speeches like playing eight miles to the team, like very corny stuff, always trying very hard to appeal to the city of Philadelphia. Like he's, he's worn 76ers jerseys. He's got like Rocky T-shirts he wears right. all the time. He's trying really, really hard to be a Philadelphia guy. And um, I think the, I the, think, the fans, I think Dork is right. I think yeah, the fans results, tolerate though. it. The fans tolerate it because he gets results. And he seems a little bit self-aware, too. So in the interview today with Lane Johnson, we, we asked him about that. Uh, and, like, about Nick Sirianni and being kind of a tryhard. And Lane Johnson said, well, you know, after his, his opening press conference where he talked about, like, planting seeds and fertilizing them and watering the grass and, and reaping the benefits. It was like a big diatribe he went on that made no sense. Um, Lane said that Nick got up in front of the entire team and basically just, like, said, okay, we're going to watch my press conference because it was so bad and so cringy that we all need to be able to laugh at me right now and tell me what a dork I am because I screwed this one up. So the fact that he's, like, a little bit self-aware is, um, I think, you know, it's definitely yeah, a good no, thing, but... Yeah, the second the second he starts losing football games, though, I have a feeling that uh, that we're, we're gonna we're gonna have quite a few laughs at his expense. Yeah, I they mean, will it, turn on him. It, it's interesting because I don't know if you heard Chris Sims earlier in the week, kind of saying that that Eagles team is so good that you know Daniel Jones would have them winning. There, there's kind of been this thought process that the Eagles team is so loaded that Sirianni's just not messing it up. And and maybe that's all true. I, I, I you, you, who knows? They right? respond to him in a, in a, in a good it way. It seems man. like they do. I, I I was curious. Have you heard any of the kind of Jalen Hurts like backhanded hate? Yeah, it's weird to me. He's a stud. Yeah, he, he's really good. I think that it's just a matter of him being matched up against Patrick Mahomes, and there is a little bit of a difference between those two quarterbacks. Like Patrick Mahomes is is maybe the best physical quarterback like from a, a pure arm talent standpoint that we've ever seen and then Jalen Hurts is a is a good quarterback he's maybe better than good he might be you know borderline great quarterback in the NFL right now um, so it's, it's unfair to him to, to stack them up together I've heard some of the talk but I've actually I've seen a little bit of the other way around where we've gotten so far down the media rabbit hole on Super Bowl week and there's nothing left to talk about and and people are starting to say like well, Jalen Hurts really has uh, more traits that you want in a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback, but Jalen Hurts is is a prototype of a guy that you'd want, and you'd want a guy like that over Mahomes. And so we've officially reached the point where it's like, okay, pack up your stuff, go home, let's just wait for the game. I think we've discussed every possible storyline once you start saying uh, Jalen Hurts might be better than Mahomes. Now, I I think the most disrespected unit in this game is the Chiefs' offensive line. A lot of times people – like to, you know, they invent reasons to be disrespected leading into big games like this. I think it's probably warranted for the Chiefs' offensive line. All anybody's been talking about, myself included, has been how good the Eagles' D-line is and how they're going to eat the Chiefs' lunch. And they're not, they're no slouches. That offensive line is pretty good for the Chiefs. No, that offensive line is good. Yeah, yeah. so they, they I think really it's two have best O-lines in the league, dude. Yeah, I, I think that they're very good, but I've heard, I've heard nothing but, you know, Oh man, the, this Eagles defensive line is going to tee off. They're going to get 
sacks after sacks, and, and the Chiefs aren't going to want to run the ball, which might be true. They might not run the ball, but they don't have to run the ball sometimes. But I, I think that if you're to make a case for the most disrespected unit, the Chiefs' offensive line is definitely up there because they have they have been listening to what people are saying. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if they went out there yeah. and had a great game. Uh, PFT, we got to run, but you had Heineke on the show, I think you said, and did you get a vibe that he wants to stay in Washington anymore? Would you want to stay in Washington? <laughs> Dude, no. Uh, honestly, yeah. B-Mitch and I talked about this yesterday. He has bailed out this organization for two years, and yeah. this year he's starting, they're winning games, and they were desperate to bench him. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I I, um, I don't get a vibe. He's doing a good job. His agent was also, like, right there next to him. And he's he's not going to be on PMT. We did this uh, new series where we just – I played catch with quarterbacks and then just asked him questions for five oh, minutes. Nice. So that it's going to be a video that's coming out in a couple weeks. Also, I had Kirk Cousins. That was that was interesting. Turns out I really like Kirk Cousins. What a great guy. Uh, but I hate that I like him so You've much. You've said a lot of but... things about Kirk Cousins over the years. I look forward to watching that video, too. <laughs> I, I've said a lot. of. We put him through a scenario – who do you pass to? It's fourth and eight. Are you going to pass it to Justin Jefferson or T.J. Hawkinson? We set up a big, like a, a, a diagram outside in the yard. So make sure to tune in for that. But um, with with Taylor, I I I don't know his agent. You know, obviously didn't want him to say uh, like I don't want to go to any of the teams because having leverage is good. But honestly, if I were Taylor Heineke, I would not want to come back to the team. I would not. There's no reason to come back. You probably sign a contract, be a backup quarterback, or maybe go somewhere, be a chance, get a chance to at least compete in training camp yeah, against compete. somebody. Maybe you can beat yeah. somebody out, but at, at the very least, he's in a great position where he can get paid to be, you know, one of the premier backup quarterbacks in the league for you know, <clears throat> six, seven years at this point. So um, I, I'm rooting for him. He's he's now officially, uh, well, I guess not officially until he signs somewhere else, but he will be, you know, a Trent Williams type of guy where uh, I'm going to root for him where he goes no matter what because I feel bad for how he was treated while he was in D.C. And our, uh, our, our team's history is unfortunately littered with guys like that. Um, I might be talking to one yeah. right now, actually, who is a, uh, who's a Washington <laughs> legend that, that you couldn't help but root for when they went somewhere else because you know, ownership or whatever the case may be didn't make him feel like it was the right place to be long-term. So he, that's, that's kind of where I stand with Taylor. I hope he makes a ton of money, and I hope I hope he has a chance to compete somewhere. I, I'm with you, man. PFT, we always appreciate right, you making brother, time for you. us, especially during Super Bowl week. Thanks, dude. All right, guys. Get home safe. All right. That's our guy, PFT Commenter. Check him out, Barstool Sports, the Pardon My Take podcast. When we return, you will hear from Taylor Heineke.